0: All you out there in podcast land, welcome to Stream Police, the podcast where we tell you what's good, what's bad, and what's ugly on Netflix. I'm John Otney. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Michael Seventy. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing great. We've been off for a while. We've been enjoying our midwinter break. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. Yeah. Uh, we were originally going to do another, another movie <laughs> called Gun Hill that we... Yeah selected. I guess we never told the listeners that's that. That's what we had selected, that we were going to review. <laughs> uh, and we did both watch Gun Hill. It was a 75 minute kind of... It was a movie, but it was also a pilot for, uh, for BET. And it just kind of turned out to be a, a snore, a real snore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will not be reviewing that. Instead, I thought it would be quite appropriate to do a little bit of an Oscar extravaganza. Yeah. The Oscars are coming up in a couple weeks though. I'm sure by the time this podcast is up they will have already passed. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you know, what better you know, opportunity than the day after the Oscars to <laughs> talk about the Oscars cuz in my experience or you know, just looking around on Facebook around this time of year a lot of people hate the oscars a lot of people despise the oscars think that they're just a jip it's a popularity contest it's it's bullshit so i would like to ask you michael what are your feelings towards the oscars just in general kind of i mean i think that they're
1: like a lot of people that would consider themselves film fans or people who care about movies i think they're somewhat uh pointless i think it's kind of square it's it's very political it's uh doesn't necessarily recognize the best in film but just the best uh campaigns that studios run Mm -hmm. um as a person who uh just likes to see stupid things and i don't know who likes drama (laughs) i guess i kind of enjoy the oscars because I I like the run-up to it. I I like seeing Harvey Weinstein make, like, grand statements about how, you know, fucking Imitation Game changed the lives of everybody who saw it, you know? (laughs) I I, I enjoy that aspect of it, and I, I, to a certain extent, just, like, watching it and seeing... (laughs) This sounds so lame, but just seeing what, I don't know, funny people on Twitter (laughs) have to say. It's... The pageantry, I guess, is, is... the extent to which
0: I care about it, basically. I think I feel uh, similar. <laughs> it's it's a celebration of movies, so that's why I get yeah. into it, and it's kind of like I kind of compare it to Halloween, where I'm always into movies all, all you know all year, but it's only this one night that everybody cares about movies. <laughs> so that's kind of neat. It's like everybody's like, oh, I care about movies because it's Oscar night. So yeah, yeah, I, I like it for for that. It's it's celebration of film, but yeah, I think kind of just all award shows in general are kind of just right. bullshit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's again get everyone's like, oh, just a popularity contest. Like well what else could it could be? It's like it's all opinion. You can't like really statistically break down what's actually the best movie. It's not like <laughs> it's not like sports where there's stats or something, you know. you can't right. So you're always gonna piss somebody off. Um, so no, I, I think people are a little a little rough on the Oscars. I mean, what do they expect? Like how they could never be perfect. So yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. Um, And then let's see, let's, let's talk about this year's Oscars. Then Uh, I'm not that excited for this year's Oscars as I, as I usually am. I don't know if it's just because of the, the film selected or just the films uh, in general. Is there (laughs) any films that were selected this year that you feel like what's going on there or are are there any glaring omissions like is there something that's not sitting right about this oscars with you i mean it's basically
1: like there's nothing that's uh making me say wow that's unlike the academy because i mean it it is pretty much you know part of the course you got the whatever the weinstein company did this year you know and and you got your war movie you got your it's basically what you'd expect i think this year um Right now, there's a lot of talk about just how white it is, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's definitely true, and that's also, sadly, pretty common. Um, And I think there's also some, you know, a a degree of, like, controversy over uh, the fact that some movies got shut out of the the Best Picture nominations they feel, because there's eight nominees this year instead of the usual nine or ten. Uh, Early like usual for the last few years, uh, anyway. Um, and there's people like, oh, what about Interstellar or what about you know? Like personally, it's like you were saying, it's not like the best are really gonna be um, nominated. If I look at my my top three movies this year, I think on the on my list on the side anyway were. Uh, Listen up, Philip, Bird People, and Blue Ruin. Zero nominations <laughs> between them. And they were never going to get nominations, you know? There's, so, yeah, to, I mean, there's nothing here that's making me go, how dare they? Um, but it, there's a lot here going, like, uh, yeah, that's the Academy would,
0: <laughs> you know? I, I just kind of breaking it down. I just I don't really understand it. Like, like why does Foxcatcher get a best director but not a best picture (laughs) and then selma gets a best picture but not Not a best best director director. (laughs) i don't understand what's the logic there i don't know how they break these down when it comes to i mean it must come back to what we're talking about these these campaigns that these production companies you know go forth with i don't know anything about those i don't think anyone outside of the academy knows how those work Yeah, no, I
1: mean, plus the the way that, you know, the individual category, uh, categories have all these people voting, uh, and, you know, I I don't, I think, not to say that uh, Bennett Miller isn't deserving or whatever, that he uh, wouldn't have been there otherwise, but he has been in Hollywood for a while, and he knows people, and people want to vote for him, and that, you know, uh, Ava DeVernay, I, I believe that's uh, mm-hmm. named the woman who directed Selma. You know, she's she has also been around for a little while, but certainly not on, on this level for a while, and it has been the spotlight to this extent for a very long time, so she's not going to have that kind of support. It's, it is kind of who you know, and, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that talent or, or or you know the final results is what's being recognized here and it, you know to the extent they can even quantify what is like the better movie between news but um yeah yeah it's it's all kind of, so.
0: i think probably the oddest uh movie i see that seems to be in contention for quite a few awards is american sniper mm-hmm. i'm not really sure what happened there i guess it's just Clint Eastwood. The Academy likes Clint Eastwood. I I don't know what what's the deal with American Sniper. How yeah. that made it in? I I tried watching part of it. I haven't finished it. Um, I don't even want to it, see that fucking piece of shit. It's kind of. I mean, yeah. even in the movie that <clears throat> tries to present Chris Kyle as like someone you want to side with, Ugh. I'm like this guy's fucking insane. Like he's <laughs> right. literally just like going down to the recruitment office, like I want to go to go kill people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <I, laughs>
1: And it's like you're saying, like, it is, well, oh, Clint Eastwood directed this this year? All right, sure. (laughs) You know, and and maybe there are some people that are voting for it as, uh, I don't know, there are some kind of dinosaurs (laughs) over in the Academy that are gonna see any movie that's like oh america war Landiswood, sure <laughs> you know like
0: yeah, maybe that's it it's the dinosaurs yeah i don't and
1: i mean maybe there's the young people who are, <laughs> I, I don't know but it, it is all just kind of like even a movie that i i like and i like a couple of the nominees you know uh that i'm i i can't say that uh Any of these movies are here for any other reason than oh there was a good campaign here there's a good hook here there are people that like this guy you know Mm -hmm. but but uh, you know I will say that (laughs) I will be just that little bit happier if um, a movie that I like more wins
0: and a movie that I like less doesn't win you know what I mean like I mean you like to see the people you like get some recognition right like Richard Linklater who looks to be a a front runner for, you know, c- certain categories. So that mm-hmm. would be, you know, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah I mean, even definitely. if it was in part to some big campaign that he wasn't a part of, <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. a hardworking guy and it'd be nice to see him get some recognition. So sure. I think it's those moments of joy and the celebration, the celebration of movies that, that kind of makes it a little, you know, makes it worth it. I think if yeah. you're a movie fan, at least. <laughs> uh, so I ask you, would it be better if people like you and me, just regular everyday Joes voted for the <laughs> Academy Awards. Well, you know, like, I'm just a normal guy. I put my
1: pants on one leg at a time. You know, I'm just an average Joe. Um, having said that, yes, they'd be better. Uh, they'd be so much better. But wouldn't it just be, like,
0: Interstellar, like Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy, and...
1: Just, like, whatever, like, the movies that are most popular. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Maybe... maybe... We got, uh. we, maybe we got to give people more credit maybe they would pick some of the good things maybe something like uh birdman would still get
1: yeah well i don't know i mean who's to say what what the good things are like maybe you like That's we're saying hey average joe you know he'll like th- this newbie. but like shit i i don't know like i i know um i don't know i'm, I'm trying to think of like a recent example of something uh that i saw that not a lot of other people liked that i would put like high on that kind of list but i don't know i I don't know i I can i can just definitely say that there are um you know taste is such a hard thing (laughs) to like to break down into like a sign like average joes you know like there it's the the word average like yeah there are some movies that like the general populace would probably be voting for but you know, people all have their own kind of taste and um, you know, maybe if we just let it, let the public <laughs> vote, let the public have their way, it would look the exact same as this list. And also, to a certain extent, I think the people voting are kind of like trying to see what the public wants to see. Yeah, yeah, you know?
0: It's, it's kind of interesting. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know, but I, I would like to see that happen. Yeah. The average awards. <laughs> Speaking of the average awards, I don't think I brought up the, that we will be talking about Shakespeare and Love today. Yeah. And I think that kind of ties in nicely because I don't know if this is a controversial controversial opinion, but at least I believe if it wasn't for the fact that that movie had one best picture in 1998, mm-hmm. no one would remember it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Maybe people love Shakespeare so it would still it would still be, you know, people would still talk about it, but I, I don't know. And I think we'll kind of talk about that Later in the conversation about it in relation to the Oscars and what that kind of represents. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I guess we can leap right into that. Our review of Shakespeare in Love. Young Will Shakespeare is having a bad year. His last two shows flopped. Uh-huh. The theater is about to go bankrupt. Notice will be posted! And the gangsters are moving in. The show must. Go on! The last thing he needs right now is a nasty case of writer's block. What's it called? Romeo Nethel, the pirate's daughter. What is the story? Well, there's this pirate. Enter his very own Juliet. Who is she? Dream on, Will. I heard you were a poet. I wasn't by till now. Shakespeare! My heart belongs to you, but I will marry Wessex a week from Saturday. she fertile? She will breed. If she do not, send her back.
1: <laughs> if they find you here, they will kill you.
0: Shakespeare in Love. Act One. <laughs> let's, let's take it from the top. So this movie opens, I believe the first scene of the film is uh, Jeffrey Rush plays a man named Philip. Pinslow? a uh, British guy. <laughs> British guy being tortured by other British guys, and he is the uh, yeah. um, owner of the <clears throat> the classic uh, R- Rose Theater. Is that what it's called?
1: I believe so. Yes. Uh, yes,
0: and he's being tortured because oh, you need money. This place, you know, we gotta we gotta keep it going. This is a, this is the, this is actual dialogue. <laughs> <And> they're <laughs> torturing him, you know. and they need they, but they, and they need the latest play from 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 Bill Shakespeare. Yeah. The, the Bard, because he, he's he's the man, you know. They they want another comedy, is what they want, because he's got a comedy. What's the comedy that he he writes at the beginning? It's it's that's one of his play. his notable plays. Yeah. Oh uh, well, I
1: don't know what the real like. He he does Romeo and Ethel, the pirate's daughter, at first. Like that's the
0: yes. Yeah. That's the that's the play he's he's supposedly he's got in the works. That's going to be his next big comedy, uh. But he's he's having trouble with that and. Uh, <laughs> And he's, he, he needs a muse, you know? He has to have inspiration because writers cannot write without an inspiration. I mean, at the beginning of this movie, the first time we see Shakespeare, he's just sitting in his little office and he's <laughs> scribbling <laughs> his name over and over again, you know? I don't know what – is that supposed to be like a joke on like whether or not he wrote his real plays or maybe it's just him trying to find an identity, I guess? It can represent kind of a, a handful of things. It's kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, what. Uh, What I did not particularly like in that opening scene, which I think really sets the tone for this movie, is you see him scribbling up all these notes and throwing them around his office, and, like, one hits a skull. So you're like, oh, like Hamlet. And I think there's (laughs) another one that hits, like, a little treasure chest. Like, oh, like a merchant of Venice. It's like, this is a Shakespeare movie. So right off the bat, they use, like, all the broadest examples. They want you to know what you're watching. You were watching Shakespeare in Love. And I didn't really know going into Shakespeare in Love. Is this a movie that attempts to be historically accurate? Is this a real story? And I think it was from that point where I was like, "Wait a minute! I don't know. I don't think this is how it went down." Yeah. And I, mean, good. I think, and then you know, I I look it up and I realize that the person that he's in love with isn't someone who is even real. Uh. So yes, this is this is interesting because it, it it takes it takes a real character and kind of just develops this whole little kind of uh, light-hearted fictional story around it.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm realizing, so this is your first time watching Shakespeare Love? This is in love. my
0: first time watching Shakespeare in Love. Okay, cool, cool. I see. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll get to at least the love part, <laughs> and then we'll just kind of see where it goes from there. So, Sure. Uh, one of his plays is uh, it's playing out, and it's a comedy. Everyone's yucking it up. And Gwyneth Paltrow, who plays a character named Viola, mm-hmm. views the play. Uh, she was a... I want to say she's like a princess or something. <laughs> what is she? She's what? she's royalty she, of some well, sort.
1: Like she, uh, or at or, least rich. Yeah, like her, her parents are wealthy. Uh, I, I, mm-hmm. yeah. we, we can just call her a fucking princess. She's, <laughs> so for, princess for all intents and purposes. She's princess real.
0: Gwyneth Paltrow sees the show... And everyone's laughing at, it, but what really strikes her is there's a soliloquy in the, in the play that's very uh, kind of dramatic and beautiful, and she remembers that. She remembers the whole thing actually. She just, it just, she's so engrossed by that, and she wants to go back and 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 uh, audition for one of, of Bill. I'm gonna keep calling him Bill Shakespeare <laughs> in Bill Shakespeare's plays. Yeah. Of course, back then women could not be in these kind of plays, so she nope. has to put on a wispy mustache and convince people in a way that's definitely not convincing Mm -hmm. and i feel like convinces people way longer than it should um but i mean it provides some humor and she gets closer to bill shakespeare eventually he finds out and she kind of becomes his his muse and he's like you know maybe this romeo story has potential not as a comedy but as like a tragic love story and he starts taking that in the other the other way and uh, he puts together like a, a team of actors that includes Ben Affleck for some reason. Very odd <laughs> casting, uh, I think, for the time. Well,
1: you know, Goodwill Hunting Fever. Uh, I guess. Nation. Well, like I think that was a Harvey thing. I think like the Miramax
0: mm-hmm. kind of pool was, you know, yeah. You know. It's weird to think about a movie about William Shakespeare that has Ben Affleck in it. Yeah, I bet that
1: brought the fucking house down in 1998, though. Like when he walks up, I bet the like audiences were like,
0: "What? That's my boy! <laughs> That's my boy, Ben, <laughs> Bean <in> Town Ben." A <laughs> Rod was just I yelling. I think I heard that uh, originally someone had asked him to play the uh, play Shakespeare, but he he turned them down. And it so was a good group. idea. Yeah, he should not have played. He should not have played Shakespeare, but I guess it would have made sense because sure. I believe him and Gwyneth Paltrow were dating at the time. Ah, uh, I see. Another, another integral character to the plot is Lord Wessex, who is played by Colin Firth, Mm -hmm. and he is a lord who is trying to take the hand of Princess, Princess Viola. I'm going with Princess, (laughs) and he's your typical snobby jerk, and he doesn't respect women, or appreciate anything that she likes, and so there's a love triangle, well I guess it's not really, she is not she's not interested it's a left
1: triangle with the shitty guy that the audience hates and the one of the people in the left triangle hates and yeah, yeah.
0: so i don't know what shape that is at that point yeah and who else is there uh there's... <laughs> who, else is there? who else is in this judy dench judy dench she's elizabeth yes. elizabeth number one in an Oscar winning performance. Yeah,
1: an Oscar winning that's I think that's way more egregious. Like that's way more obvious of a yeah, the Oscars are political. The she won an Oscar for best supporting actress. She's on screen for like how
0: like 5 minutes tops like throughout the movie. She has like 3 lines maybe. Mhm. Uh I she's funny. Um and I guess she does, you know, she's she still has a show in her in her scenes, but there's not that many. It's it's hard to justify it. So that's a little unusual. Yeah. Um. So then, most of this, the bulk of this movie is, yeah, this budding relationship with Bill Shakespeare and Viola, uh, trying to put this this play together, and then just kind of giving you uh, the audience like a, a, a picturesque, kind of light-hearted view <laughs> of uh, of England back then. Even though I don't know, it seems like it was probably a much darker place. So I'll, I guess I'll start off by asking you, Michael. Uh, for this kind of story, do you think the, uh, the tone worked in its favor? Or would you have rather seen this as, like, a more dramatic, like, approach?
1: Well, I mean, I think the whole thing is, I mean, it's the idea of, like, Shakespeare um, being, like, an L.A. screenwriter of his time. <laughs> and, like, the whole, like, he's talking to his therapist and he's getting, I, he's going over ideas with other screenwriters in a bar and like the you know those little boats being like taxis and the boat guy being like a taxi cab guy saying oh, don't I know you from somewhere like I, like I think Roger Ebert called it like almost like a Mel Brooks kind of thing and that it's making all these parallels and like kind of playing them up for like comedic reasons like I, I think this has to be a comedy um, just from the material because if you're if yes. you're gonna make a movie where you're saying that like Hollywood or that I don't know Shakespeare's um, that whole theater world of that time is like the hollywood of that era like you could maybe find some you i I think the the best possible way to go for that is comedy and honestly on on that level i think this movie is pretty successful i think there's Mm -hmm. like i i wasn't like belly laughing or anything but there were there were moments where i was like oh that's cute that's like the idea that there's like a a mug that says you know i got this mug (laughs) in the Wherever Shakespeare's from Stratford, upon the blah, blah, blah. Upon Avon. Upon yeah. Avon, yeah. Whatever, John. I don't know. I know my Shakespeare. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, like, I, I just, um, I, I like little, I think those are really the highlights of the movie to me, to, uh, you know, just to make those little parallels and, and make gags out of them. That's, <laughs> that's like the most you can kind of get of it.
0: I like your remark about the L.A. screenwriter thing, too. I think that really that that really does kind of put it in perspective in a way that I like. But I think my problem is I like those, but then it definitely has those moments where it tries to be a, like, sappy romance thing, and sure. I don't know. I don't know what it could have done to make me not cringe at those moments. Mm. I don't know if it would be a good idea to make it more comedic, because then... I don't want to see Robin Hood men in tights but with Shakespeare. <laughs> right. So I guess this is the right direction to go in. Um it's just it's kind of no. It's kind of a weird a weird mishmash for me. Uh it works sometimes. When it works it works. When it doesn't work it's just kind of sappy for me. I mean, it's called Shakespeare in Love, so yeah. maybe that's that's fine. But you know, it, I, I I I I wish I could get a more and there, there may be a more dramatic Shakespeare story out there, because as far as I know, this is the most famous Shakespeare movie. I can't think of any other ones. Um, I, mean... I wonder if this movie hurt the chances of them ever making another Shakespeare... At least... <laughs> anytime soon I, enough time has probably passed now to make another movie about shakespeare
1: well yeah like as far i mean there was anonymous the <laughs> uh, oh yeah what was that guy is it is that an emmerich movie it's roland emmerich okay. yes. anonymous yeah. yeah the whole he's a he's not really the guy who wrote the place. um yeah i mean i i don't know if like uh making if you're wanting to make a movie about Shakespeare you'd be like ah, but uh, Shakespeare in Love already went there because at the end of the day Shakespeare in Love it's not really about Shakespeare to any like real degree beyond kind of winking you know like I, I, for me the the idea is like this is supposed to be like a charming romantic comedy that um, has kind of a good gimmick like a good hook to it and that's that whole you know parallel thing like um I mean, it is very successful, and I bet there are people afterwards who are like, okay, we sh- the, the Shakespeare romance movie has been done. So like, maybe if there's somebody trying to make a movie where Shakespeare falls in love with Anne Hathaway, like that's not going to happen for a while, but
0: uh, I don't know. It no, can happen now. Now you can actually cast Anne Hathaway as the real Anne Hathaway. <laughs> right, yeah. This is a real fact for people that don't know about Shakespeare, that Shakespeare married a woman named Anne Hathaway. Yeah, yeah. So And Shakespeare... Get on that. And the guy who initially
1: played Romeo was named Ben Affleck. A lot of people don't know that. And him and Matt Damon uh, of that time made a movie called Will Hunting, the Papa from Venice. I
0: haven't caught up with that one. It's yet. a good one. It's really uh, good. Okay, that's that's good to know. Yeah, so this this isn't trying to be like a Shakespeare, you know, like a course in Shakespeare education. Maybe Maybe a very introductory one yeah you've seen it multiple times in, in school <laughs> settings right yeah or that i
1: this is like the fourth time i've watched it was this time because uh fourth? no one should ever have to <laughs> see this four times yeah i i had first first two times were in high school i think it was just like a couple of lazy subs i don't know just go both times uh featured some fast forwarding over uh <laughs> over the the nudity um
0: i don't even remember nudity
1: it was a little bit nudity. Um, and then the third time was uh, at Central. was for a writing class. And uh, I think we were supposed to write like... God, I don't even remember how it related to the class. But in any case, we had to watch Shakespeare in Love, and it wasn't on Netflix, so I bought a, a copy of Shakespeare in Love on DVD. And then I when I was moving in with uh, Eric, I like had a box of stuff, and Eric and Autumn were in the room when I opened the box, and Shakespeare and Love was on top, and I'm just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> gotta pack the essentials.
0: I like to think not long after they saw that and got you a bunch of Shakespeare and Love themed <laughs> gifts. I, like, Michael's a fan.
1: I have so many Shakespeare and Lo- Love towels, uh, Shakespeare and Love. I mean, that's why we threw that. that Shakespeare and Love themed birthday party. <laughs> that was amazing. I can't believe Chuck E. Cheese is allowed that. <laughs> like the whole that we set up that whole <laughs> all those decorations. It was great.
0: Yes. All right, Shakespeare in love. <laughs> let's see. Uh, l- let's talk about. Let's talk about Joseph Fiennes. Yeah, Rick brother Fiennes of, brother bro. of
1: Ralphie Ralphie Fiennes. That's how he loves to pronounce his name.
0: I feel like uh, I I remember this movie coming out. I remember hearing about this guy, and then I felt like he just disappeared. I mean, he I think he was mostly doing British things so maybe that's why i wasn't seeing him (laughs) like dying of i don't know if maybe just hollywood didn't uh, want to embrace him maybe Uh, i don't know what do you think of his performance you think he gives a quality performance yeah i'd say so memorable i mean there's probably do you think was he the best choice for the part i mean
1: i i'm trying to think of who else like i like you said that ben affleck was offered the role um (laughs) frankly i think I, I, don't, I don't know how that would have worked out I think that was a smart decision on his part To, to turn that down Because you're, you're going to just see Ben Affleck You should hire a British guy to play Shakespeare um, I Yeah, I don't know Nobody's immediately jumping to mind As as a better alternative I think if you're going to make like A 90, uh, 1998 romantic comedy uh, And you need a British guy Obviously the first person comes to mind Is Hugh Grant But I think that almost would have like
0: She's kind of, just kind of looking at the camera and smiling.
1: <laughs> just like, oh, Shakespeare, and, uh, uh oh, how <laughs> clumsy of me, like
0: and for some <laughs> reason it has that "ain't no sunshine" song in it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is that just in the contract that like
0: everyone... <laughs> uh,
1: no, but like uh, I, I think you know, if, if they had gone like that route, then that would have tipped their hand a little bit too much, like, oh yeah, this is a romantic comedy. They want to be able to say, Oh, but this is a romantic comedy that's gonna win an Oscar, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, so they kinda had to be on the fence a little bit and hire a guy who's
0: not Rafe Fines,
1: but his brother. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think you gotta <clears throat> kinda play it. Straight with the character and not <clears> to <throat> stand out, because I mean he's got to be kind of hold down this the, uh, what's essentially kind of a kooky cast. He's got to kind of be the nucleus. So I think I think he does a fine job. Me and me I think too. even though I I like to believe the real Shakespeare was more interesting, uh, I'm I guess I'm fine with this approach because it gives more room for people like uh, Jeffrey Rush, as Philip Henslow to kind of do his goofy shtick. And I actually <laughs> really enjoyed. Jeffrey Rush, I, I I, can't recall seeing him in this comedic of a role. He probably has, but I I think he was my favorite performance in the film.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I think this in the,
1: probably like maybe Barbosa in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, like that's a, about as um, out there as, as I think I've seen him,
0: you know? I mean, he's doing a pretty wacky voice in this, and he's being tortured, and Hell he's yeah. just he's very weird character but he's kind of it's kind of fun to watch him
1: i think so he, he did a good job
0: and uh colin firth of mm-hmm. course just kind of chewing up scenery i think he does <laughs> a pretty good job playing just british jerk, <laughs> british jerk. <laughs>
1: yeah no i think so too yeah. good cast
0: and also rupert everett as christopher marlowe i think that was kind <laughs> yeah, of a yeah. fun touch yeah. But Christopher cool. Marlowe in there. I mean, like like you're saying, like Shakespeare going to bars and talking to other guys about writing. <laughs> and that bit where it seems like Christopher Marlowe's coming up with all these great ideas for Shakespeare to use. I mean that also kinda of plays into the fact that oh, people doubt whether Shakespeare wrote <laughs> everything he, he came up with. So that's kind of right. a funny nod to that. And I guess I appreciate that. And whatever happened to Rupert Everett, I liked him in this. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's you know when you po- uh, pointed that out about uh, Joseph Josephine, I was like, what has he been in since? And then Rupert Everett, I'm thinking like, I don't, I can't think of that many movies he's been in, period. But especially after that, he was in, he was in the Shrek movies. He was he was Prince Charming. I'm just finding out now.
0: I think he's always believed. I, I think he's actually right. said this that him coming out. Um, wrecked his career oh you think so oh, um, that's what he thinks he's you know he's probably right he, yeah. uh, that's uh, people don't want to make him play the the handsome leading man anymore yeah that's fucked up. It's a shame actually i wonder i wonder if it'd work if he had been shakespeare it, i think it would have worked but i don't know he seems a little too gruff maybe yeah maybe
1: i don't know i, I could see it i'm i'm seeing like a different movie i think when i i mean obviously <laughs> but like i, I think probably joseph finds still the right choice
0: i th- i think you're right plus he he just kind of looks more like what i imagine shakespeare to look like
1: i just imagine shakespeare is like kind of balding and, and you know that like drawing that we always see of shakespeare yeah i don't know but this I don't is not who that really looks like yeah
0: if you cast yeah. an actor today i don't know <laughs> that's an interesting question i'll have to think about that one <laughs> i also found out i have the same birthday as rupert Everett. oh damn nice i was born on his uh, 30th birthday
1: Oh, sweet! So, do you think like maybe you've like got some sort of
0: connection to him, like spiritually? I mean, there's no, there's no definitely about it. <laughs> Absolutely, oh. yeah, <laughs> does that make sense? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, there's no definitely
0: about it. All right, enough about Rupert <laughs> Everett's birthday. So, Shakespeare in love, of course. Uh, I think m- most people remember it for its uh, the fact that it won the Academy Award for Best Picture mm-hmm. in 1998. You know, I'm gonna pull up that whole <clears throat> ceremony just so I I mean I think everyone knows what should have won that year. But before we get into that, I would just like to see what other kind of what other kind of choices we had back in the the simple the humble time that was <laughs> the late time. '90s. Sure, sure. Okay. Oh interesting. I you know Okay, so uh, the best picture uh mm-hmm. category in nineteen ninety eight for the seventy first Academy Awards, uh went as follows. Shakespeare in Love, Elizabeth, Life is Beautiful, Saving Private Orion, and the Thin Red Line. Mm-hmm. Now, is Shakespeare in Love? Do you think that's the clear winner there? Uh
1: I mean I'm gonna be honest. Out of those movies, the only one that I'd like feel comfortable saying is like really up there with, um, like of, of the movies released in '98, I would put in that you know top five and possibly the best one would be Thin Red Line. Mm-hmm. And then I haven't seen Elizabeth, so I can't really comment on that. Um, I'm not a huge Life Is Beautiful guy. Not a huge Saving Private Ryan guy. Ah. I I Shakespeare and Love. I'm not. You know, <laughs> spoiler alert. I don't really hate it, but don't really love it. I think mm-hmm. it's, I think it's cute. <laughs> I think it's fine. I think it's we're charming. both in agreement about that. It's cute. Yeah, it's cute, and uh, and you know, same prep, Ryan. It's cute. Um, life is beautiful, adorable. I, it's a it's a cute lineup. <laughs> but... the red line. It's like a little bunny. Yeah, exactly. I want to stroke it. <laughs> its Tom. It's <dumb. laughs> tom. Yeah, um, but no, I mean. I, I can definitely understand why, because the Save and Prep Ryan is definitely the front runner. It was definitely the one where it's like, oh, Spielberg's uh, new war epic. It's really up there. Uh, people loved it. People, the opening scene on the beach is just very iconic. And I can definitely see why. Um, I, I, <laughs> have you seen the video of Harrison Ford going up on stage and reading uh, the winner of Best Picture? And they clearly got Harrison Ford to read it because they thought it was going to be Saving Private Ryan. So he would like give it to his pal Spielberg and all that. And then he reads it. And he's just like, so he's like oh, Shakespeare in love. And <laughs> I was like, and at that moment I was like, okay, that's when Harrison Ford officially like that. He never smiled again after that. Like <laughs> you never see Harrison Ford happy. Just
0: broke him. It killed him <laughs> completely. <laughs> what do you think made it come out on top? Uh, if, if you could take a guess.
1: Uh, honestly, two words, uh, Harvey, Bob, I guess three words, Harvey and Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to throw in the fourth word, Weinstein. So now it's clear. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think they were just like aggressive campaigners. I think they had just, um, have you ever read the book, uh, Down and Dirty Pictures? No, uh, I have not. It's a really, I, I, am I get the feeling like half of it is probably like total BS. <laughs> it's one of those, but uh, it's by Peter Biskin, who also did, like, the uh, Easy Riders, Raging Bulls. I've read that one, yes. Yeah, it's, it's like that, but it's for um, kind of the indie film era of the eight, late 80s, early 90s, especially. And, like, kind of into the 90s, I suppose. Actually, I, I guess it, it goes up to, um, like, 2002, 2003. But, um, yeah, it, it kind of goes into um, just sort of the Miramax empire and just how you know say what you will about harvey weinstein as a human being but he is amazing at his job and he was like yes. throwing parties that like uh, for the oscar voters and mick jagger would show up and just like shake people's hand and like yeah uh, you know, just he's really good at selling things and he and you know this is a movie that is just so like it's so inoffensive and so feel good and, and charming that like It's already gonna kind of go down easy. If somebody's like really pushing for it, uh, you know, it it can happen. And he was able to not only get it a best picture win, but uh, Judy Dench gets an Oscar. She's only in the movie for like a minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, who isn't completely unknown or anything, but she's pretty new to the game, she gets best actress. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I think it was just aggressive campaigning.
0: Yeah, I guess that's what did it. You know, I, honestly, I think it, it's, the, it's these kind of movies that win Best Picture, though, that kind of uh, make people hate the Academy Awards. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, I like Saving Private Ryan. I don't know if that it's the best of those films, but I feel like had that won, people would have some more respect for the Oscars. they like, okay, the film that America loves won. <laughs> but then when they do stuff like pick Shakespeare in Love or... However the hell crash one. <laughs> I mean that's yeah. it's those little things that turn more people off the Oscars every year. And maybe that those kind of things can be repaired with time. Yeah. I don't know. But Um I mean I guess it's not Shakespeare's Shakespeare and Love's fault. It's the Weinstein's fault. It's just
1: <laughs> poor Shakespeare and love. It's just it's just doing the best it can out there, you know. Oh.
0: People hate yeah. it now. Ugh. So I don't know. I, I think that's the main reason. Why I started this conversation being pretty, like, like against Shakespeare in Love, not because of the movie, but because of <laughs> what I feel like it it did to the Academy Awards. And, like, the Academy Awards, there's been movies that have been screwing over other movies for years, so it's not like it's the worst offender. Yeah. But it's definitely movies like that that I feel like continue to make people think that the Academy Awards <laughs> are bullshit. And I, I don't know. I, I, it's funny because like earlier I was saying like oh yeah well, they are kind of bullshit but I for some reason I want them to try to be better even though it's like can that can an award show ever really be better yeah. probably not
1: well yeah that's a good point
0: you know like I mean
1: at the end of the, we're talking about an award show at, like, at the end of the day yeah. um, I I am interested though um, just like if you look at the, the best picture winners like you, you mentioned Crash like is, is there a difference between um, a movie winning the Best Picture award and you'd be like, ah, oh, that's not the Best Picture, but, you know, you don't really care, and one where it's like, all right, I, to the extent that I care about the Oscars, uh, I it's fucking bullshit that this one... Because, like, Shakespeare in Love winning Best Picture, it's like, eh, it's not, not, not the best movie of the year, but, eh, who, who is it hurting? Whereas, like, Crash, that movie is, like, aggressively bad. <laughs> and the fact that it won, it, it just says, like... It's just such a like, I don't know, ugly like reflection of, of how easy it is to just you know I don't know
0: I don't know whatever. Some weird under the table dealings.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What what would your uh, best picture for nineteen ninety eight
0: be? Like not I, the nominees, just like whatever yours is. Just any movie from nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. Well, that's a big question. I gotta see what came out in nineteen ninety eight. Oh, I'll just shit, do a yeah. very I'll just do a very brief. Usually I can just put, like, film in 1998, and Google will just have, like, a selection of what you <laughs> want go. Yeah. Uh, you know, I bet I, I keep a document on my computer of uh, my favorite films from every year. Yeah. So let me just consult the uh, <laughs> the John Otney uh, film database, <laughs> which is a text edit document on my computer. Nice. And we can see what my favorite movie of 1998 is. I'm glad that I have this available for this exact scenario. <laughs> Finally, this uh, did, comes up. Did you have one in mind off the top of your head? Uh, I think I, I uh,
1: maybe Rushmore. Maybe probably like Out of Sight or Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Those both good choices. Celebration my favorite.
0: I oh, know I didn't do 1998. So what you skipped? I did 1996, <laughs> stopped, and then went to 1999. <laughs> I only do the, the years that matter. Yeah, exactly. Though you did say Rushmore, and that's my favorite Wes Anderson movie and one of yeah. my favorite uh, movies of the 90s, so that's probably uh, that's probably yeah. it for me, I think. Either that or what, like, uh, uh, Bugs Life, <laughs> right? Yeah, I I'm going to do it. really like life. Bugs Life. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I can't consult <clears throat> the John Otney film database, but, yeah, it would probably be something like that. I think. I'm think i a fan of Saving Private Ryan, though. No, I yeah. get that it's schmaltzy and that... Um, I don't know. I guess you could say manipulative. I, even though that's... I don't know. Uh, I won't go into that, but... <laughs> it's okay. Uh, yeah. I think it's still an entertaining movie, so...
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. It's like what we were saying earlier. Everybody's going to have their different top five. I'm not, I don't have any strong feelings about any of the movies that were not i mean thin red line i like and i like mm-hmm. that a, a bit and i you know but if i if i you know my top five would have been like rushmore and out of sight and like last days of disco and, uh, different i don't know like it's just yeah i, don't know, I just points out how silly this all is at the end of the day
0: <laughs> Just as silly as old Bill Shakespeare in Love. Exactly. So at the end of the day, do you recommend Shakespeare in Love? Um,
1: If you're a substitute teacher who is just trying to fucking get through <laughs> this, and you know what? It'll shut them up. Uh, definitely. And if you want to just have like a, a pleasant enough experience watching charming British people in and Gwyneth Paltrow and Ben Affleck um, kind of do a nice little romantic comedy with some interesting kind of meta details, then, yeah, you know, it's a, it's fun. It's a fun little movie. It's cute. I can't say best picture winner, but obviously, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it does what it does. It's fun.
0: I think there's only one other time that you said yes on a film and I said no, so... I'm just going to say no just to keep it interesting. <laughs> see, this is really supporting the whole Michael loves Shakespeare and love thing. Because, like, it was like, yeah, Michael's really on that podcast. John was like, no. See, Mike, was like, see. <laughs> <parties>. <laughs> he had a party. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't think it's a bad movie. Uh, um, but I think if you're like me and you're someone who wants to see it because, oh, this one Best Picture. That's why I want to check it out. Yeah. Then you, there's other... Like more acclaimed films of the era to check out in its place. I mean, I guess if you really, if you really just want to, like, I've seen, like I want to say I've seen every Oscar movie or something. <laughs> or if yeah, if you need to pick me up and you're a fan of the time period, maybe yeah, y- you could enjoy it. But otherwise, I'd say there's there's better romantic comedies you could probably watch. Um, that kind of hit the same, same kind of notes, but uh, it's interesting. I'll give it that. It, it's it's an interesting take. It's it's original. Sure and it was directed by john madden and i bring that up just because it's funny because that's the oh okay like the football coach like the football
1: coach yeah
0: unfortunately this john madden uh as far as i can tell has not won any super bowls
1: yeah but i love those madden uh director games that they come out with uh, every year oh yeah xbox one where it's like yeah direct take notes from harvey weinstein (laughs) edit the movie
0: Good. Visit the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this uh, is normally the portion. That sounded weird. The portion of the show. The portion. Just trying to put a little English on it. Yeah. The portion of the show where we go to the Netflix randomizer. The question is, should we pick another oscar type movie, or should we just move on? It depends on how quickly we can get these out. and the past I'm usually pretty bad at deadlines so um, hmm. maybe we should just go to the randomizer All right. I could bring that up that'll be fun yeah. uh, it's been a little while so let me dust it off <laughs> cause I was looking at what other films they had available <clears> on, uh, on Netflix that had one Best Picture and there's some good ones but uh, I don't know I don't know if I want to do those I think they had Marty, like, you know, I'll probably check that out. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, me neither. Oh, maybe we should. Well, how? Well, maybe I'll spin this, <laughs> and and we'll think about it. And if they're that... just so not what we want to do, you can expect us to just not pick something from the randomizer again and go with an Oscar-type movie. Maybe that's Sorry. cheating, but I don't think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how can we cheat at something where we invented the rules, Exactly. Right? I think we can do whatever we want. All right. Key to uh, the Netflix randomizer, which is an app on all is to always select the all movies tab so we don't accidentally end up getting psych <laughs> as a selection. <laughs> I would totally watch an entire series of psych. <laughs> okay, so I'm not putting any parameters on it. I'm just putting it as all movies. Uh, so we're going to spin it three times and see what three different selections we get. And I shall start right now. All right. Our first selection is from 2002. It is film called Cadet Kelly, starring Hilary Duff. (laughs) Christy Romano, this looks very familiar, I think, especially for our generation, because I believe this is a Disney Channel movie. It is. Uh, When her mother weds a retired general, cool and carefree teen Kelly gets new marching orders and is shipped off to a military academy in upstate New York. Kelly's freewheeling ways quickly put her at odds with her callous squadron leader. Mm. Uh, did you see this one when it was uh, on Disney Channel? Yeah,
1: because Disney Channel played their original movies constantly, um, mm-hmm. and you'd see them like multiple times per year. Got this one a few times, yeah.
0: I think I saw bits of it, but I'm not sure I've ever seen I'm not, I'm not sure I've ever gotten the whole experience of Cadet Kelly.
1: You haven't lived until you've had the Cadet Kelly experience. It, it, it's basically like. Rocky Horror times ten, people are just like shouting at the screen, quoting lines, props from the movie. Hillary Duff shows up like to all the screenings. Okay, What? That's, that's, no no
0: no no. I try to get I'm a bit in, going. I, like I'm enjoying
1: the bit. <laughs> you're just you're sitting back and enjoying the bit. Okay. No, nah,
0: whatever. All right, let me click it again. That's so a Cadet Kelly. Our number two selection is... Oh, that's a stand-up special. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this doesn't look very good. <laughs> uh, 2013's The Devil's in the Details. Uh, veteran soldier Thomas, who is suffering post-traumatic stress, is kidnapped by a drug cartel and forced to cooperate in a drug smuggling operation. Tortured and threatened by the cartel's ruthless enforcer, Thomas must orchestrate a complex crime. It stars Ray Liotta and Emilio Rivera. Oh, that's really sad. (laughs) Which part? Ray Liotta? Ray Liotta. Or the the iconic Emilio Rivera.
1: The iconic Emilio Rivera's in it, too.
0: He's got first billing. I wonder if it's one of those movies where they put uh, the famous person's name pretty close to the top, even though they're not in as much of the movie (laughs) as you think. Yeah, it might be. I you know, so. you ever see stuff like that? Oh yeah, no, I remember. Um, uh,
1: I I didn't see the movie, but there was this really shitty action movie that went direct to DVD, and it's famous for uh, having Steven Seagal on the cover, and he's in one scene, and it's played in slow motion, so he's like on the screen for like a full two minutes, <laughs> like with the aid of slow motion, and they just kind of sell it using his face, and he got like mad about it or
0: <laughs> something. Yeah, and I feel like. Uh, On that same subject, you can find a lot of old Roger Corman movies that are, like, starring Jack Nicholson. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like Little Shop of Horrors, starring Jack Nicholson, who's in one scene. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know about the devils in the details. Okay, and our third choice will be... All right. The Iron Lady, 2011. Mm -hmm. this is the Meryl Streep movie Uh, Meryl Streep provides a subtle and nuanced portrait of Margaret Thatcher the first female prime minister of Britain whose political career and determination changed the rules that had limited women's opportunities for leadership kind of interesting that this came up because it's another movie that um, of course won some Oscars but uh, if I (laughs) recall the critical consensus is that it's not a great movie um, but it has a great performance in it uh, yeah. So that's that's intriguing to me.
1: Yeah, I can see that. You know, there's things to go over with that one for sure.
0: I'll watch 105 minutes of Margaret Thatcher, though. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a fun thing. Yeah. Um, I, I guess it depends on what kind of approach they take to her. It could be. It could be interesting. I don't know. So those are those are the three I pulled up. If we don't like any of those, you can expect us to maybe uh, pull another Oscar-type movie out of the hatch just because that might be fun. Yeah. And uh, so sorry if we don't do any of these. Sorry if you were really looking forward to that <laughs> devil's in the details review. You're just waiting every day hoping that it'd come up and then it finally comes up and then we're like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. But uh, maybe we will. And you can, you can check that out on the next episode. And you can check out all our episodes on MildlyPleased.com or you can check us out on iTunes. we searching Mildly Pleased. Uh, or stream police uh, you know I don't think there's another stream police out there on the internet. We don't have any uh, comp- competitors, do we? No and if we do um, we're gonna have to fuck them up man. I like to think that there there are and they, they do the exact same thing and they do all the opposite movies. <laughs> or, would they do the, would they do the opposite movies or would they have the opposite opinions? Uh, I would love it if they just have
1: they just literally said the opposite of what we said on each episode. <laughs> uh, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, I wonder that what that would be like.
1: Hmm. Let's just like have a full minute of just thinking like what would that be like.
0: All right, full minute goes by and boom. Yeah, I can tell you one thing it would it probably have less awkward pauses. Yeah. it Probably would. I <laughs> to <laughs> start filling our awkward pauses with sound effects. I, mean, I think there's a lot of stuff going just on. Just like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> yeah. Boing? <laughs> Oh behave <laughs>
1: Shagg itself. Alrighty, oh, it's just gonna be like shitty catchphrases
0: from 90s movies Get out of my swamp. <laughs> Don't get it. Man, I I'm, I'm really wondering if we uh if we took the wrong approach how we how we do this this podcast. Hey, welcome to Stream Blue the John Michael <laughs> time to whammy <laughs> a bunch of buzzwords that don't really mean anything.
1: god we need to you know if we ever watch a movie about like a wacky DJ like zoo DJ in the morning then we'll have to do a special episode of just
0: being like that yeah and we'll have I got the power <coughs> of course alright so I guess that's all we got for you for today Michael do you have any last words um Ahhhh...
1: Uh, uh, Fleck.